Page 136. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the hear our prayer and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to defend us from them that rise up against us through Jesus Christ thy son our Lord who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost ever one God world without end
The Old Testament reading for Invocabit is the third chapter of Genesis. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. 
The epistle is from the second chap from the sixth chapter of Second Corinthians. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything, that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God, in much patience, in tribulation, in needs and distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. This is the word of the Lord. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot out against a stone. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now, When the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. 
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, life of life, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look at the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world is come.
Matthew 4. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which comes from the mouth of God. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. It was God the Holy Spirit who led Jesus into the wilderness. And out in the wilderness is the place where the Father wanted his Son Jesus to be. After 40 days and 40 nights, without food, the devil comes testing, tempting Jesus by telling him he is not really the Son of God. Or, if he is the Son of God, the Heavenly Father must have abandoned him. What kind of father would lead his son into the wilderness without food for 40 days? Satan tells Jesus, you better use your divine powers to take care of yourself because your heavenly father is not going to help you. You're going to starve. Turn these stones into bread, he says. Jesus' answer is based on the unwavering trust in the word of God. In the book of Deuteronomy, the second book of the law, the prophet Moses repeats the accounts repeats uh, the accounts of most everything which happened in that journey out of Egypt and through the wilderness. Furthermore, in Deuteronomy, Moses often explains the things that happened. So, listen to the beginning verses of Deuteronomy chapter 8. I quote, Every commandment which I command you today, must you must be careful to observe, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, and nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your feet swell these forty years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord God chastens you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in them and to fear him, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. End of quote. The scripture passage which Jesus cited in this first temptation was not just a few words ripped out of their context or words seen on a bumper sticker. Those words were a quite similar situation to his own. And he knew exactly those words explain a time during which God's people were led out into the wilderness and there for a period of 40 years and following that their exodus from Egypt. They were in the exact place that God wanted them to be and he had saved them from slavery and now he was in the process of bringing them into the promised land. And it was out in that wilderness that our good and gracious God was providing for them and leading them. And yes, the Lord allowed them to hunger so he might test them and show forth what was in their heart. Their heart was sinful. 
and they would grumble, and they would accuse God in the wilderness. God knew they were sinners, and they were not strong enough to trust him. They needed to be humbled so that they would realize their condition and learn to trust him as the giver of all good things. Now, after he had allowed them to hunger and humbled them, the Lord gave these complainers heavenly manna to eat. What a gracious God to save and then to provide for sinners. Moses goes on to explain, So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds from the mouth of God. All right. Although God normally uses, well, instruments of food to provide for our bodily needs of stuff sustenance, Moses explains that God provided the Israelites with this special and miraculous supply of manna. The Lord miraculously, well, kept their clothes and shoes from wearing out. And, okay, when God provides in the normal way bread, we, we can become complacent as well, even then, and not trust in, well, we end up trusting in bread alone and not in our Lord. Thus, God lovingly teaches them and us that we might learn to rely on God's protection and his sustaining. Otherwise, they and we would have no life at all. Even more than that, bread without the word of God doesn't give everlasting life. It only provides a few short years of earthly toil. Life comes by every word which proceeds from the mouth of God. The word of God then comes. It creates fear, love, and trust in Jesus Christ. The word of God gives abundant life, here in time and hereafter in eternity. With trust in God, the days of this life are not one of worry, but they are true and abundant life. Jesus says, I have come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. So on the one hand, we need to know that God is not unconcerned with your body. He made your body, and he desires to sustain it. He has us pray for, well, our daily bread, because he desires to give us that very thing, daily bread. When you suffer adversity and misfortune, it's not because God is unconcerned or mad at you or has abandoned you. He is putting to death your old Adam. And he is strengthening you with a lesson that will strengthen your faith. But on the other hand, we need to know as well that God is more concerned with faith and eternal life. Jesus said, is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Life is being forgiven of your sin. Life is being justified by faith. Life is being a child of God and a member of God's kingdom. Eternal life and salvation are not dependent on the earthly necessities of this life. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, Romans 14. Even temporal death cannot take away the life which proceeds from the mouth of God. But there is definitely a distinction, a distinction between 
earthly life and eternal life. Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, we trust our Heavenly Father to provide daily bread to sustain this early life. But we always give first place to the eternal life, which comes through the word of God. So, let's return to that temptation. In the first temptation, Jesus immediately dismisses any life which comes apart from the word of God. Jesus is the Son of God, and he will perfectly trust in his Heavenly Father. Jesus would rather die in the wilderness, trusting in the Heavenly Father, than sin, doubting the love of the Heavenly Father. For us, the application is clear. It would be something like, we would rather die of hunger than sin and steal a loaf of bread. Though Jesus is spared death in this battle with the devil, he will finally, well, go to his death, trusting in the Heavenly Father, that he might win for us life eternal. And this trust does not rob Jesus of eternal life, nor the life that he is providing for us. He assures us, today you will be with me in paradise. But like the Israelites, we have become complacent with our earthly life. The Lord has provided for us in normal ways, and we have become complacent. We judge our life by our food and our drink, our clothing and shoes, our car and home, spouse and children, toys and hobbies, sports and entertainment. Yes, they're all good gifts from God, but they are not life. If the Lord wishes to take those away, well, then you would say with St. Paul in Philippians 4, I quote, For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when the Lord takes away those good things, you will let them go. Because you trust, you have a Heavenly Father, and He is giving you eternal life. I have spent a great deal of time applying this text to our lives by means of examples and how we are to be. I'm going to guess that those words like the law has already humbled you. You do worry about all those things. You've given in to a sin to hold on to the temporal aspects of this life. You've sinned and at times accused God of forsaking you. Where we would have let go of the word of God and fall into the temptation we see in today's text, a Jesus. We look to Jesus who defeated the temptation. We mourn over our sins, but we rejoice. We have a Jesus who won the victory. When the temptation was over, the Heavenly Father sent his angels to nurse Jesus back to health. Well, now that you have been humbled by your lack of faith and your trust in daily earthly bread, our Heavenly Father sends today out his gospel message, his message to heal your wounds. You are forgiven for your trust in daily bread. You are forgiven for your trust in the bread. Uh, You need your lack of trust in the bread maker. The maker of heaven and earth has sent me with the bread of life so that you can eat and live forever. He loves you and desires to receive, for you to receive his gifts. 
concerning that past trials that you have had, I tell you that the Lord was working to strengthen you in your faith in order that you might receive eternal life. As Moses said, so I say to you, you should know your heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. When the devil says, if you are the son of God, well, you respond, I am the son of God. I am God's son through holy baptism. I am an adopted son, and I've been united with Jesus, who is the only begotten Son of God. And so I hold on to the word, the word of life, until the end. Hebrews 13 says, Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we too may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The early church fathers referred to the Lord's Supper as the medicine of immortality because it gives forgiveness of sins. It sustains the life so that we shall not die. We might live. We should never doubt the presence and sustaining care of the Heavenly Father as we live in this life. But until that time that he calls us home, he will provide for us. And he has said he will be with us. And until that time... Well, while we are 40 days without food or when we are told that we will live with cancer or we will live without a spouse, the Lord is with us. And out of great affection for us and his boundless love for us, he has ordained and instituted the sacrament of his body and blood that we might be fed and sustained unto eternal life. There's a special term even that is used for the Lord's Supper that is administered to the dying. Lord's Supper is called the Viaticum. The Lord's Supper is administered, and the pastor says, May the Lord Jesus Christ protect you and lead you to eternal life. The Latin word for way is via. Thus, this Lord's Supper is food for the way, the Viaticum. It is the bread that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's the way by Christians live. So if the heart of a Christian ponders this, how is it possible that it should not be moved with devotion to seek and desire the sacrament willingly and with joy and love and without any compulsion or loves? Laws, come and receive. Amen. May the peace of God which passes us all understanding keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Page Jane's brother, Stan, who passed away, 
as well as for Victor Turner, uh, who passed away this week. Let us pray. Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks that your Son, who was led by the Spirit to do battle with Satan in the desert, that he has completely defeated the tempter by his reliance on the Word of God. During the season of Lent, teach us to rely so completely on your Word that giving up on our victories, you may break that cycle of sin. Let us pray to the Lord. Give your church the desire to be devoted to the Holy Word so that we gladly hear it and believing in Christ make a more conscious effort to put aside our sins and love you. Give your servants, especially our Bishop James and our pastors Gary and Michael, the fruits of the Spirit so that we put no stumbling block in anyone's way but preach the forgiveness in Jesus Christ. We ask uh, that you would continue to use St. Ignatius Seminary, that it would continue to train uh, men to enter the pastoral office. We give you thanks for our director, Keeley, for our teachers and staff, and we ask uh, that we would raise and teach the children at our learning center. Let us pray to the Lord. Give wisdom to the leaders of our nation, our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, county commissioners, city officials, and all our judges, that Satan's schemes to sow discord and hate may be hindered, and that all citizens may live together peaceably. We bring before you our military personnel, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, as well as our police officers, especially Alex and Daniel, as well as as those who attend to us in times of emergency and all public servants, Give them commitment to duty, and in all times of danger, keep them safe. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. We ask that you would be with our shut in Carolyn and our elderly, Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Jack, Levi, Marcia, Anita, Paul, Larry and Deb, Christina, We give thanks to you for the successful surgery for Jennifer, and in her return, she was declared cancer-free. We give you the praise. Be with our students, with Sarah and Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Cameron, as well as Benjamin and Jacob. Almighty God and merciful Father, to you belong all the issues of life and death. We ask that you would look down with heaven and that you would have uh, mercy on those uh, who have lost loved ones uh, for uh, Victor's family as well as for Stan's family. And we ask uh, that you would comfort them with your goodness, preserve them uh, even under these afflictions with patience, uh, that we all might look forward uh, to Uh, the eternal reward, the heavenly habitation of all those who sleep in our Lord Jesus and enjoy eternal rest and happiness with him. We ask that you would grant this for the sake of the love of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation, praising his victorious resurrection from the dead 
We draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us, as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
thanks to the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.